So Christmas Eve, uh, one of my favorite services of the entire year, uh, mainly because we get to have kids in here and um, you never know what's going to happen when you have kids um, in the service. And actually, I want to start with a question for the kids, okay? So kids, show of hands, how many of you have ever taken a really long trip with your parents that just felt like it was going to last forever? Any kids in here have done that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was a vacation or a graduation, a wedding, a family reunion. Now, parents, how many of you have ever taken a trip with your kids that felt like it was going to take forever? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. It goes both ways, doesn't it? It totally goes both ways. Well, one of the... uh, One of the stories that gets wrapped into the Christmas story is actually a a story of some folks who took a really long trip. And um, it's it's commemorated or it's shown a lot of times on postcards or Christmas cards like this. So help me out, who are these? These are the three, yeah, three wise men or three kings, right? These are guys who uh, saw a star in the east and decided to go and find um, this newborn king. And their story is actually told in Matthew Chapter two, it starts like this. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Matthew says their magi, not kings or wise men, magi from the east came to Jerusalem. Now, this is, uh, there's a whole lot that we actually don't know about these guys. In fact, I need to, uh, to offer a sincere apology over the next um, 45 minutes or so. Um, I'm sorry, 45 seconds, not 45 minutes. <laughs> Some of you just grabbed your wife's arm, um, 45 seconds or so, um, because there's, there's some things that we know about these guys, or we think we know about these guys, that we, that we actually don't know about them. So let's look at this verse again. I got some things underlined. The first is after Jesus was born. That first word is a time indicator. After Jesus was born. We don't know how long after Jesus was born this was, but this didn't happen at the manger. This, this Jesus could have been a year old. He could have been two years old, but we don't really know. We just know it was after Jesus was born. The second thing that's underlined, Magi, they've come to be known as uh, the three wise men, the three kings. Uh, Again, Matthew says they're Magi, but what we don't see is how many of them. It could have been three, could have been 13, could have been 31. We don't really know. And then the the last is, is they came to Jerusalem. We know that's where they showed up, but we don't know how they got there. Could have been a camel, could have been a donkey, could have been a horse. They could have walked, right? So we don't, we don't know a whole lot about them. So just, just to review, um, we don't know when they arrived. We don't know how many of them arrived and we don't know how they arrived, And yet we have all these songs about these people that we don't really know anything about. Okay, so first thing, Tuesday morning, after everything's done, you need to get your wise men from your nativity scene and take it back to Hobby Lobby and return it. (laughs) Right? They don't belong there. Or at the very least, put them in the next room or put them in the room next to wherever you have your your nativities. It's it's the 13 wise men show up to worship the one-year-old Jesus and they walk the whole way. That just doesn't... It doesn't have the same ring as some of these songs that we sing about them. So if that's all we don't know, what do we know about them? Well, the first thing we know is that they, they traveled from the east to come to Jerusalem. And, and as best as we know, that means the Persian Gulf area. 
Um, that's, you, you go east from Israel um, and you just have desert all the way to the Persian Gulf. So that's Persian Gulf area is the closest place that anybody from the east could come. And they actually didn't go straight across the Arabian desert to get to Israel. They would go north and then a little bit west and then a little bit south around this area called um, the Fertile Crescent. That's how they would get there. It's, a, it's a, about 900 to 1,000 miles a trip to get there. How many of you have ever driven from Topeka to the Florida border? It's a thousand miles and that's exhausting. And that's in a car. These, these people went 900 to a thousand miles. Um, again, maybe on camel. I hope it was on camel. A camel caravan can, can cover about 25 miles a day. Um, you can go home and Google this afterwards, and it'll say that camels can actually go about 100 miles a day. That's if you're beating it within an inch of its life, right? And they can't do that day after day after day after day. If, you, if you're going on a trip that you need to pace, about 25 miles a day is, is what you're going to go. So 1,000 miles, 25 miles a day, somebody do the math. 40. 40 days. These guys gave up 40 days, and that's just to get there. Then you got to find the child. <laughs> then you got to do whatever you're going to do when you get there. Then you got 40 days going back. They cancel three months of their lives in order to take this trip. The question is to do what? To do what? And the question they ask gives us a clue. Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and we have come to worship him. They, they cancel three months of their lives to worship this child king. So we know a little bit about their trip. We know a little bit about their worship. Jump down on the story quite a ways. And you'll find these words in verse 11. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worship him. They travel a thousand miles to find this child king. And when they do, they bow down and they worship him. The word worship here actually means to, to bow down. So here's, here's what they did. Here's what it looked like. And you, you got to do this because you got to get lower than a one-year-old. <laughs> worship him. There, there's a purpose in bowing. We don't do this a lot, mainly because it's hard to get back up. It's <laughs> <clears throat> to say to somebody, you're up there and we're down here. You're, you're high and lofty and... I'm not. This still happens today in, in different places where there's royalty, right? Like places like England. In fact, before Charles became king, one of his titles was HRH. Anybody know what that stands for? His Royal Highness. Have you ever thought about that word? Highness? He's up here. The rest of us, well, we're just, we're just down here. He's high and lofty. We're not. I think this is where the journey to the Christ child is supposed to take us, to a place where we understand his highness and our lowness. I mean, we say it, we don't recognize we say it, but we say it when we use the word Lord. You know, Lord, please bless this food. Lord, please bless our travel. Lord, please bless my grandkids, right? Lord, thanks for the rain. That title, Lord, is rightfully supposed to take us to a place of humility, where something in us bows 
or something in us recognizes we're lowly. We're low. He's high. We're down here. He's up there. You're high and I'm not. So these guys travel a thousand miles, camel, donkey, horse, whatever. They kiss the carpet and they go home. That's it? No? Nope. They had something with them. They had gifts that weren't purchased at Walgreens 30 minutes before. Then they opened their treasures. (laughs) Nervous laughter. (laughs) Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Um, These are gold coins, more than likely. Frankincense was a kind of incense that you would burn that just created this unbelievably pleasing aroma. And then myrrh, most of the time, came in an oil that was used medicinally or sometimes even to embalm people. But first century hearers of this, whenever they heard gold, frankincense, and myrrh, they heard ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. They heard expensive, expensive, expensive. These are not unimportant, uneducated people that showed up to worship this child king. These were people of means. These were people that brought the best out of their treasures. And I thought about this week, what, what do we give to God at Christmas? Because most of the time, it's, hey, dude, I got you a flat screen TV. It's not for Jesus, it's for you, right? What do we give to Jesus at Christmas? I, I think of our time, I think of our talent, I think of our treasures. Time, talent, treasure. When we, in, in some way, put that with God, put that before God, usually in the service to other people, when we give our time, when we give our talent, when we give our treasure, what we're really doing is we're giving ourselves to God. When you give your time, when you give your talent, when you give your treasure, you're saying to God, I give you myself. So these guys, we call them the three wise men. There's not a lot that we know about them, but what we do know about them is important. They take this long journey to Christ and then they offer themselves they, 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 they lower themselves, they offer themselves. And that's, that's kind of what I came to ask you today. When did your journey to Christ start? Like, when did your journey to Jesus start? Some of you might answer that question that hasn't yet. And we'd love to help you with that. But for most of us, for a lot of us, it has. When did that start for you? Were you a kid? Parent? teacher, coach, Sunday school teacher, somebody introduced you to Jesus. Maybe it was when you were an adolescent and you went to summer camp, you went to youth camp, you went to kids camp. For a lot of you, it was when when you were in college or maybe you were an adult and you went through a really deep, dark period and you found Jesus. Maybe for some of you, it was... um, when you ran across another Jesus follower that was just authentic and humble and real and you could argue with their theology, but you couldn't argue with their life? For some of you, you can't ignore the Jesus in them and, and you walked away from that interaction, you walked away from that relationship going, I at least need to ask better questions than I'm asking right now. When did your journey to Jesus start? The wise men, however many there were, however they got there, and however old Jesus was when they got there, we don't know. But we do know they took a journey to Jesus. And if they were here today, I think that they would tell us that it's worth the trip, no matter the cost. 
the journey to Jesus, no matter what it costs you, is worth the trip. And, and I would even say this, for those of you who maybe started that journey years and years and years ago, and it got derailed by someone else, by something in your life, by something that took place that you had no control over, I would just say to you, maybe it's time to pick up where you left off and start again. Because I believe, and you're surrounded by people who believe, that the journey to Jesus is worth the cost no matter what. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Wonderful Counselor. He is the Everlasting Father. He is the Mighty God. And when we lower ourselves, when we give of ourselves to Him, He takes that and He makes something beautiful. When did your journey to Jesus start? And is it time for you to pick it back up again? So we close, we end um, by participating in something that um, Jesus followers have done for thousands and thousands of years. We take candles, we take light, and we spread it, right? Some people think that this candle or the light that, that, that Christians light around Christmas um, represents the star that these astronomers from the east went after. I think that's a good way for us to think about it today. That as the, the light spreads throughout here, as you think about your own journey with Jesus, where are you? And are you following after the light of the world? So we're gonna, we're gonna do this now. I wanna remind you to keep the lit candle upright, right? Bend the unlit candle down. We'll just, we'll participate in this as we sing.